What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird, the Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. Every time you say Bielema, I think of Brad Bielema. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. It's happening here on this Monday morning, late morning. Shavis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Coming up for you, we got a good show a lineup for you as always. Lots to dive into here on a post weekend. We'll get to uh, everything that happened in the uh, local sports realm of this weekend. Both Charleston and FEM up there at a state in Peoria and uh, Joliet, and we'll see how uh, they uh, came out. We already gave you some live updates of the FEM game on a Friday as they fell and then fell into the third place game there. So we'll see how they did and recap that and recap a wonderful local sports season because those were the final two local games mm-hmm. on the schedule so uh 2022-2023 school year officially done and we're on to the next yep. we're on to the summer and a summer break there so uh, we'll dive into that we'll also hit up on a major league baseball from over the weekend what did the cardinals do against the reds not so great what did the cubs do against the giants not so great not so great hmm. i mean it was all right it was all right all right i don't know what that means as meatloaf says two out of three ain't bad two out of three you guys won two out of three i believe so Hmm, nice. I, I believe so. I could be uh, 100% wrong, but I, I thought we lost yesterday, but we won Friday and Saturday. Yeah, you won the series, so. Yep. Two out of three in bat. Did better than the Cardinals, so no. there's that. It's not that hard to do this Not this, this season, year. that's for sure. And we also got some NASCAR to a recap as well. Pick them to a recap uh, there. And some more college sports. We got college baseball to uh, take a look at and recap as well. How did Indiana State do over the weekend? So, uh, and who is headed to Omaha in the uh, College World Series uh, there? And of course, it's the post weekend, so we got 
uh, you, you know, the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend as well. So that's all coming up here on the uh, program on the show. Of course, the starting lineup is brought to you by McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and Teutopolis State Bank. So appreciate them for hopping on and appreciate all of you listening out there wherever you are in uh, Trust Show Radio or on the podcast where you find your favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. All righty, so we got a lot to get to here on this uh, post weekend. It's a Monday, it's uh, June. 12th 2023 and uh, we need to get it started and uh, let's get it started with first things first before we get into the show first things first and we're starting off in the NBA, the NBA uh, Finals. No games on Saturday or Sunday. Weird, right? Well, Game 4 happened on a Friday night, and it was the Denver Nuggets taking the 3-1 to series lead as they won it in a commanding fashion. There it was close in the beginning, but again, just like it uh, seems like it always has been when Denver wins, is it's that second and third quarter that it gets them as it was only a one-point game there in the uh, first as Miami was leading by one, actually, after the first, but then they got it together and Denver ended up having a lead at half and then they uh, distanced themselves there into the uh, third quarter while playing some even ball there into the uh, fourth quarter and Denver ends up winning 108 to a 95 was the uh, final score there as again we talked about all this time on the uh, show about you know in NBA Finals games Role players show up when they need to show up. And Denver's role players, along with Jokic and Murray, they are uh, showing up. Wire as the Heat, not so much. Another big goose egg for Strauss the other day. And Vincent only having two points on the night as well. I mean, some of the bench guys did show up. I mean, Robinson, Caleb Martin, and Lowry all in double figures there. But when you're not getting anything from guys like Vincent and Strauss and over on the other side it was the Eric Gordon game Eric Aaron Gordon game as Eric Gordon's different player he went to Indiana supposed to go to Illinois but different story different time uh, Aaron Gordon he uh, led all scorers for uh, the uh, Nuggets as he's had a great uh, finals really in, in general but Last night was, or Friday night was his biggest output so far. He had 27 to lead the way up for the Nuggets. Of course, Jokic had another triple-double as well. 23 points, 10 rebounds, and, or that was only 10 defensive rebounds. So he had 12 rebounds there. And uh, I'm sorry, he didn't have a triple-double. He only had four assists. Down game for the uh, the Joker on a Friday night there. But, uh, hey, low assist total. I know Eric's talked about that before about, you know, Jokic and his low assist numbers. Well, Friday was low assist, but they still came away with the win. And, uh, you know, Jokic didn't score the magic number that he's not supposed to score more than. And he only ended up with 23. Uh, Jamal Murray also had a a double-double. He had 15 points and a 12 assists this time around and only three rebounds. Uh, this game, so no triple double for either one of those. But you know, you had Aaron Gordon show up in 
uh, 42 minutes, but he also had Bruce Brown as well off the bench for Denver, putting up big 21 points on the night for him. And that was, you know, Denver only used three guys off the bench. You know, Christian Brown who had a pretty decent game the other night. He didn't really do anything on a Friday. He only scored one point. That was, of course, at the free throw line of 15 minutes, but really it was just a Bruce Brown game off the bench in 30 minutes off the bench and 21 points for him. Well, you know, on the other side, Jimmy Butler led all scorers with 25 and, you know, 9 for 17 from the field and uh, Kevin Love, three for five from beyond the arc. How about that? Turning back the clock, 12 points for a Mr. Love. And Mr. Love should be good to go as he actually is celebrated the birth of a baby. And he is set to play for game five. And so that's the reason why he missed the team flight to Denver uh, for uh, tonight's game. Uh, but, hey, he should be a go. They are... Became parents on a Saturday. Love flew to Denver on his own, arriving in time for the team's film session and media responsibilities on a Sunday. And so Love plans to play here in this after welcoming a child into the world. So Kevin Love, good to go for a game of five tonight. And Denver up 3-1. How are we feeling about uh, this series Coming to a close tonight. OVER, Travis. Are we have lots of time to spend with this new uh, newborn. Are we uh, gonna? Are we gonna close out the NBA season tonight? We will. Crown a champion. We will. The only thing I'm mad about, Travis, is that Udonis Haslam did not get in the game the other night. So I wish he would have gotten to play at least one minute in his final Heat game at home. That's true. Because this series ain't going back to Miami. It certainly, uh, certainly doesn't look like it. I mean, when you give up 27 points to Aaron Gordon, <laughs> that's you a got problem. some problems. And like I said, I, I'll keep saying it on here, Travis. He only had four assists, but still 23 and 12 for for Jokic. Don't let him score more than 40. And they didn't. That, that is that is the recipe. You want to beat the you want to beat the Nuggets? Have Jokic score all their points. And. And he didn't this time no, around. No, and it, it definitely helped out. And, you know, the fact that Murray had a bad night, but you got, you know, Brown, who had 21 points off the bench, was a big help um, for for that Nugget team. And you talk about the heat, man. Jimmy Butler had 25, Bam with 20. Other than that, they got nothing. I mean, there's really no – got a couple of bench players. You know, Robinson's giving you 12. Martin gives you 11. Lowry gives you 13. You need more than that from those three. Mm-hmm. Especially when Vincent gives you two, and Strauss gives you nothing. Nothing again. Nothing again. Mm-hmm. Besides three fouls. That was like the second uh, game in the series that he's got a big goose egg. But again, I think I would take him over Vincent Travis. Vincent gives you two points, one assist, but two turnovers and three fouls. You ain't helping anything. Yeah, I, I I'm always a big stickler about plus minus. You know, I love that stat as well. I know you do. Plus minus a minus 21. It's not good. That doesn't seem good for Gabe Vincent. No. And in so. case you don't know how plus minus works, it's how many team points the team would score with you on the floor. Mm-hmm. And so with Vincent on the score, the Heat would score 21 less points than they would if he was not on the floor. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Still would have made a small difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, again, this, this series I think is over tonight, Travis. 
it's over. I think you can uh, get the champagne on ice out there in Denver because this thing is done. I mean, now I know we've counted out the heat so many times already this postseason. Mm-hmm. So many times, but Travis, this Heat team just looks outmatched. Yeah, they just they just do. They looked they they look like a team that is swinging about three weight classes above their weight. Yeah, it's almost like they're playing like an eight seed. Yeah, a, a perfect point. And it's almost like they didn't deserve to be here. It's almost as if Travis FAI would make it to the Final Four or the National Championship game. And then mm-hmm. everyone's not happy when it's not a good game. Yeah. And it shows that maybe that's not the way to crown a champion. Because, again, I don't think the Heat are better than the Celtics. I They were playing better now than the Celtics. I don't think they were better than the Celtics. I don't think they were they better weren't. than the 76ers. They, they, they just got on a, on a hot streak at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they almost blew a 3-0 lead. So, but somehow they pulled it out with the injury to uh, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Who knows what would happen there yep. in uh, that game seven if he doesn't go down yep. uh, there. But... Uh, again, no love being shown uh, for the Heat in uh, the point spread, as we've as seen uh, all throughout this series. Well, tonight they're fa- the Nuggets are favored by nine points mm. there. So uh, the experts there in Vegas who make the odds don't really uh, like the Heat's chances either. Nope. And this one has a big point spread tonight for Game Five with the Nuggets three-one and Trophy being the building. Oh yeah, It'll tonight. Be It'll be there. So, It'll be there. We could have some celebrating. It's going to have a year to celebrate in Denver, Travis. Yeah. Yep, because, like I said. The first one ever. First one ever. Jokic, first one ever. Uh, cements his legacy, and that's something we'll talk, I'm sure, down the road uh, later on this week about. Where does this put him all-time greats? Yeah. Because he's got to be included, at least of our generation. Mm-hmm. He's got to be on that list. Well, yeah, especially when they finally uh, capped this one off. I mean, that was the big. That was one of the big things against mm-hmm. them is that oh, the Nuggets can get all the way to the yep. championship, or they can get it done in the big moments and whatnot. And tonight is the night to prove everyone wrong and prove that they are championship worthy as they're up three-one now in the series tonight. With that being said, Travis. Mm-hmm. If the Heat win tonight, mm-hmm. we're going back to Miami. Nuggets are in trouble. I think so. Close it out now. Don't force yourself to go back to Miami. Right. Close it out now at home and don't force a game seven. Because game seven, as we saw in the Celtics series, if Jokic goes down in the first minute of that game, it's over. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put yourself in a situation like that. Right. You've got to take care of business tonight. Because once, as as the Celtics proved against the Heat, once you get one, mm-hmm. it's very easy to then get two. Right. Yeah, and uh, Coach Malone is kind of having that uh, mentality. Is telling the players that he wants them to be uh, desperate, as if they're if if they're down three one mm-hmm. tonight. So, which I love that. Yeah. I love that mentality from the coach. 
Yeah, it's definitely what you have to be because you see once you get the foot off the gas pedal a little bit and allow a team to get comfortable and come back, they could, you know, start the ball rolling yep. and they get the comeback in 3-1, most dangerous lead in it all is. the sports. It is. Even more dangerous than up 3-0 yep. uh, there. So we'll see if uh, Denver can close it out for the first title tonight, a 7:30 ABC Tonight with Denver leading 3-1. We'll see if Jokic can finally get that elusive championship. And we'll see if he can get a triple-double in a clinching game as well. It's important for the Heat to get off to a good start and continue that into the second quarter. Unlike what they've mm -hmm. done in the previous games of the series and uh, what they didn't do on Friday night uh, there. So... Uh, that's what happened in the NBA Finals coming up a little bit later in the show. Probably have to get into it in the uh, pod. But Stanley Cup, as they won't be on it tonight, they'll have the center stage for the NBA tonight. But uh, Stanley Cup uh, could uh, be closed out as well later on uh, this mm -hmm. week with the uh, Knights winning on uh, Saturday, holding off a uh, comeback by the Panthers. So. We'll get into that a little bit later there. We'll see if we can crown an NBA champion tonight. And we'll see if we can crown a, a NHL champion tomorrow night. But right now, we'll uh, step away and we'll recap the uh, local sports action uh, from uh, this past weekend. We'll see how FEM did in the uh, third place game. And we'll see what uh, Charleston uh, did up there in Peoria for the uh, softball state uh, tournament. That's what we're talking about coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup will be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. There's a young lady who works at a medical clinic who is currently on Plan Z the Diet by Zola. Hi, I'm Zola. The interesting thing is the clinic she works at offers weight loss solutions of varying types. She tried all that and she worked out a lot too, but she could never get the weight off. She heard about Plan Z and decided to give it a whirl. She only needed to lose maybe 30 pounds max. Well, she emailed me at day 39. She's lost 20 pounds already and she's thrilled. She's down to the lowest weight she's been at since hitting adulthood. This young lady is studying to be a doctor. She says she has learned more from my diet about nutrition than she has in her medical study. She plans to carry what she has learned with her throughout her career. You might be like this young woman. Maybe you only have 20 to 30 pounds to lose to look fabulous in that swimsuit this summer. Maybe you work out and try to lose weight only to fail. This time, get it off by getting on PlanZDiet.com. PlanZDiet.com because you deserve a better diet and I've designed one that works. PlanZDiet.com 
Buffalo Bill's Center of the West in Cody, Wyoming, welcomes you as you enter Yellowstone Park's east entrance. Five museums in one, including a wonderful Plains Indian Museum. Welcome to the West. Buffalo Bill's Center of the West, Cody, Wyoming. Are you ready for a summer of fun? What pools and spas can make it possible? Dive into the ultimate relaxation experience with their top-of-the-line pools and spas. Transform your outdoor space into a paradise with their stunning pool and spa designs and expert installation. You can rely on web pools and spas to make it easy for you, guiding you from start to finish through the buying and installation process of your new pool or spa. Make your summers unforgettable. Visit Web Pools and Spas website at webpoolsandspas.net or stop by their showroom to learn more. Coffee drinkers, John Boo's Factory Showroom and Outlet in Effingham has their Fox Holler coffees, regular price $16, now only $7.95. Their travel mugs in stainless steel and black are only $11.50. Need a meat cloth for shredding meat? They're now only $6.50. This month's silent special is the Grotley Table Basil Base Maple Inn Grain Top, 60 by 36 by 2 and a quarter. Regular price $3,640, now only $1,456. Plus signed data for the Father's Day giveaway. Shop John Boo's Factory Showroom and Outlet in Effingham. At Metal Supermarkets, we're all about getting you and your crew to quit in time sooner. That's why our service is a cut above. You see, no matter the project, we'll get you the right metal, shape, and grade. Cut to any size, ready real fast. And yeah, yeah, we'll deliver. Leaving plenty of time for the important things, like opening an ice-cooled can of aluminum. Metal Supermarkets. Order online at metalsupermarkets.com. Does your lady want a convertible and you really want a bike? Then Car Corral Polaris in Flora has the best of both worlds. Grab the attention, grab the corners, and go to the edge with a new Polaris Slingshot. The Slingshot gives you a much bolder statement with eye-catching colors and stunning performance. You won't want to ride anything else. The Slingshot pushes the edge of performance on three wheels. Feel the power under the seat and the wind in your hair. The Slingshot has a four-cylinder engine and a five-speed or automatic transmission, but it should never be underestimated. It doesn't just feel like it was made for the racetrack, it was born for it, but it's street legal. Slingshot comes with bucket seats, tilt wheels, stereo, cruise control, and backup camera just like a convertible, but gives you the wide open space that you look for in a bike. The 2023s have arrived and in several colors, models, and even now with automatic transmission. So stop by Car Corral Polaris on Highway 50 East in Flora for your test drive today and shop online at carcorralpolaris.com. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. And now... This is like Christmas morning. Everybody has a chance. It is opening day. Baseball is back. We've waited since the last out was made in that World Series, and it's finally here. There's a reason why I haven't talked yet. and I think opening day is overrated. The starting lineup. Oh, boy. I enjoy the final day of the season more than opening day. Oh. And I'm not saying it's not an exciting day, but... There's 162 more games ahead of us. Like, this is the first one. This is first one back after months. It's just a great day for baseball to be back. Sorry, I, I don't feel the same way. I don't know what it's unbelievable. 
here on the, one of the most exciting days in sports, and it's overrated. To me, it this is. This has got to be a joke. No. Right? No. We're getting punked. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Let's hit up on uh, some uh, local sports uh, from over the weekend. Baseball and uh, softball and local sports season has officially wrapped up with the uh, final games there. And it ends there at the uh, state tournament. And we'll start off in uh, baseball in uh, Class 3A. We told you on the air as that game came to a close. FEM fell 9-1 to in the uh, semifinal game against Grays Lake Central. And then in the uh, following game, it was the Grange Park Nazareth Academy defeating uh, Sycamore 3-2-0. So that uh, slid Grays Lake Central and LaGrange Academy into the uh, state championships on uh, Saturday. And that would have FEM matching up with a Sycamore uh, there at 9 a.m. for the third place game on a Saturday and it was a Sycamore coming away with the win a two to one against uh, the uh, Hearts there and it had to go extra innings nine innings were played there in uh, the uh, third place game there for uh, the Hearts and man the Hearts left it all out there and uh, they fell there in a close game and it ended up being a wild pitch getting away and bringing home the home uh, the winning run there for uh, Sycamore and uh, so a uh, close loss there, but of course, FEM has nothing to be uh, ashamed of or uh, be bummed about. They finished in fourth place in all of the uh, state of Illinois in the Class 3A level, and the Hearts hadn't been to the state tournament uh, for the first time since 1942, and you wouldn't have it any other way with your guy Josh McDevitt on the mound as he did everything that he could in his last game there with uh, FEM as he actually hit the maximum pitch limit. He threw 118 uh, pitches before leaving the game in eight innings. And he also had 14 uh, strikeouts uh, there and giving up five hits on only one unearned run there. And he also did walk a batter. So Josh McDevitt's uh, great uh, career there at FEM comes to a close. And like I said, left it all out there, reaching the maximum pitch limit uh, there. And Harper came in in relief. And, uh, hey, just a crazy thing had that happened there with the uh, wild pitch there bringing home uh, the uh, winning run so uh, FEM's a great season uh, comes to a close I know they had a lot of traffic on the base paths there but unfortunately uh, couldn't get it done in the uh, third place game there but they brought home a, a state trophy there as I saw the welcome home or the return home there in the cafeteria yesterday with the uh, fourth place 
uh, hardware uh, there. And FEM finishes off the season 22 and a 17 on the year and finished in fourth place in Class 3A, falling in extra innings there on Saturday uh, there. And what did Charleston do in a softball on uh, the other side in Peoria as uh, they uh, lost and they fell to Antioch in uh, the game on Friday. And that was by the final of 3-0. to Again, Charleston hung and tough there with Antioch. We told you about uh, the impressive uh, sequoids there. And uh, they actually have, uh, they're going up against uh, uh a girl that was going to Michigan State. Oh boy! Uh, next season, and uh, you know they, you know, hung tough with her, and uh, you know Charleston didn't even have a hit until the sixth inning. I want to say, but uh, hey, uh, it's a little much. Yeah, but you know, hung right with her, and uh, um, Charleston's pitcher Addison Schrader, uh, she kept the team uh, within striking distance. There, you know, it was one to nothing for the longest time, and uh, they had Charleston had some chances, but uh, unfortunately, uh, fall three to nothing there on a Friday against a future Big Ten star. Uh, there for Sparty, and so uh, that allowed Charleston into the third place game, and then in the previous game, it was Lamont getting the win over LaSalle Bennett Academy 10-2-0, so uh, that slid LaSalle Bennett Academy against Charleston in the third place game, and yeah, your money's worth there at the state finals this weekend in Peoria is LaSalle Bennett Academy. They defeated Charleston by the final of 4-3, to and it was in eight innings to do so, so uh, man, eight innings, but Charleston falls there in the third place game. Extras in both both yeah. third place games for our area teams, and uh, so obviously you know you, you don't go to the state finals thinking fourth. No, but it's still a great season for both those teams. And Charleston, first time ever. Yeah. Yeah, so, so nothing to be upset about. No, definitely uh, not finishing in a fourth place there, falling in a hard fight game uh, there. And then you got your money worth with a championship game in a 3A as well as Lamont defeated Antioch 1-0 to in 12 innings. Oh, boy. So it was a great pitcher's duel yes. uh, there with Antioch and Lamont uh, there. So you throughout the whole team because a game like that you can't just have you know oh a great starter you get you got to have a lot of good pitching uh to to go 12 innings and have one nothing so man uh falling there and i was going to try to see if i could see the box score of uh that one uh, there because, yep, both pitchers did go. Uh, Schuler went about as far as she could go, 11 and two-thirds innings. She struck out 10. And on the other side, it was uh, Marta Kinko, and she struck out 24 batters in 12 innings. Ooh. Ooh. 24 That's strikeouts. incredible. Wow. That's a record. And Antioch didn't even have a hit either, so... 12 inning, 12 no hitter. inning, no hitter. No hitter, yeah. Any walks? 24 strikeouts and two walks. Ah. A 12 inning, no hitter with 24 Ks. Yeah. That is two an inning, Travis. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good gravy. What a championship game. Uh, Hope there. you like pitching. <laughs> yeah. You came there to see offense. You were sorely upset. Yeah. Right. Wow. That was uh, insane. Uh, there. See if uh, she was a. 
uh, senior or whatnot. I might have to look up more information on mm-hmm. where she's going uh, to uh, pitch there. Uh, clicked on the wrong. Nope, it was Lamar who uh, ended up winning uh, there. Uh, let's see. Yep, she's a senior. Uh, well, I know where she's going to school. She was 21-0 and on the season. She had over 300 strikeouts Sheesh. on the season in 22 games. Sheesh. So, so what you're saying is she's pretty decent. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good there, Lamont. So uh, they go back-to-back state championships team. Uh, there. Uh, so uh, Charleston and picking up uh, some hardware for the first time ever in a fourth place. And FEM finishing off in a fourth place as well. First time they picked up a state trophy since 1942. And so that officially closes the uh, books on the local sports season as those two teams were the final to uh, close out the school year mm-hmm. officially. So uh, 2022-2023, a local sports season is in the books. Now, so, I was going to say, with that being said, Travis, do we want to make our announcement? Our announcement? I do know that we have a, a special a podcast uh, yes. coming up at the uh, end of this month Correct. since it is halfway As through the year. Knows. So we, we're going to do our halfway through the year sports stories. Yes, and our on the 30th. Top, top, not top ten, top five. Top five sports stories of the year yes. so far since we're right there yep. at the end of the month with July, uh, July coming up here pretty quickly. Yep, yep. So look forward to it. It's one of my favorite shows. You know, obviously the year end one as well, but. Um, mm-hmm. This is always one of my favorite shows of the year that we do. Right, yeah, and we'll see if uh, some of the uh, stories that we come up with for halfway through the year will stick. Mm-hmm. And we'll stick for our end. end of the year podcast and our top 10 sports stories. So halfway through the year, a pod coming up at the end of this month. Also, we got uh, more news uh, to share with you uh, coming up at a uh, later date uh, that we've had some plans for. So uh, make sure you stick around until the end of the month there for our halfway of the year podcast and our top five sports stories so far and uh, some more news that they're coming with that as well in the coming weeks as well. So uh, let's uh, step away and let's hit up on uh, some uh, more baseball, some uh, Major League Baseball coming up next here on the uh, starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screens, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. 
Show your appreciation of this great nation we live in by flying the flag with pride this June and July. Go to Effingham Radio and submit your picture of your flag, whether at your business, your boat, wherever it is. Show your pride at Effingham.com. Proudly sponsored by Disabled American Veterans Chapter Number 7 in Effingham, Jay's Hobby Shop, Barlow Lock and Security, Sanitation Services, The Rubbish Gobbler, and DHB Transmission. Hey, it's springtime. And much like Mother Nature, I'd say them taste buds could use a good refresh, too. And nothing says great, refreshing taste quite like the taste of an ice-cold and always crisp Dr. Pepper. Oh, you know, that's not a bad idea. I thought of that. I could do that, yeah. Grab your Dr. Pepper 24-packs at your local retailer today and go ahead and have yourself a refreshing spring with oh-so-refreshing Dr. Pepper. Warmer weather is here. Ready for lazy days at the lake, fishing, hitting the trails on the four-wheeler, or just days and nights spent outside with friends and family? At Steve's Liquor and Snacks, they're ready too. They have all your favorite beverages stocked as well as snacks and fishing bait. Stop by Steve's Liquor and Snacks and stock up on all your favorites and see some of the new products they now carry. Steve's Liquor and Snacks, located on Route 40 and Funkhauser Road. June is here and Father's Day is coming sooner than you think. Have you made plans? Consider Nemerg's as part of your Father's Day celebration. Maybe a reservation for Sunday breakfast buffet will get the day started right. Or maybe keep lunch simple and pick up fried chicken and pulled pork with all the sides so no one has to cook. Maybe a gift card for breakfast with his friends is the answer. Whatever you decide, plan early and remember to treat Dad to his favorite Nemerg's pie. My dad's favorite is blackberry. So delicious, always special, Nemerg's Steakhouse. Looking for delicious food and a great atmosphere? You need to visit the Iron Saddle Ranch in Salem. They have everything on the menu imaginable with mouth-watering specials featured daily. Last of the kids in on Tuesdays as they eat free. One child per adult. And Wednesdays is all-you-can-eat spaghetti. Restaurant hours are 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday with the restaurant closed Mondays. Round data for a Father's Day brunch from 10.30 to 2.30 on June 18th. Get more info on Facebook. Giddy up to the Iron Saddle Ranch, 3734 Cross Road in Salem. And now, Mike uses HGH though. That's the only reason why he's good. I was gonna say, is he still the best player in baseball? Yes. Even with all his injuries. Why? And the- because people don't talk about him because he plays for the Angels, and they're gonna continue to not talk about him because he still plays for the Angels and he signed a long-term deal. And he doesn't play an entire season. And he can't make the postseason. And he doesn't because the Angels stink. Play the whole season. The starting lineup. I think you have to play a majority of the season to be the best player. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. St. Louis City lost out on three points during a 1-1 draw with the LA Galaxy at City Park yesterday. St. Louis still in first place in the Western Conference. Nine wins, two draws, five losses, 29 points. They visit Nashville on Saturday. Chicago White Sox are losing their all-star reliever for the near future. Right-hander Liam Hendricks was placed on the 15-day injured list with elbow inflammation on Sunday. Hendricks was sidelined for the first two months of the season after being diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma during the offseason. In five games since his return, after beating cancer, Hendricks was 2-0 with one save and a 5-4 ERA. The Southsiders recalled reliever Tanner Banks from AAA Charlotte to replace Hendricks on the interim. 
Chicago Fire FC are on a six-match winless streak in league play following a 2-1 loss to Columbus Crew at Soldier Field on Saturday. The Fire 14th place in the Eastern Conference with three wins, eight draws, and six losses for 17 points. Chicago's next match is at Portland on June 21st. Chicago Sky got off to a slow start during a 93-80 loss to Las Vegas Aces at Michelob Ultra Arena. Sky were down 17 at the half and trailed by as many as 29 in the fourth quarter. Chicago hosts Indiana on Thursday. The Colts continue offseason this week as Indiana begins mandatory minicamp tomorrow. Mandatory minicamp is the last period of the offseason program before the team returns for training camp coming up a little bit later on this summer. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center Reads. And before we get to uh, baseball, I wanted to clean up uh, something there from the uh, local uh, segment with the uh, Lamont pitcher, yeah. Sage Margeco. Uh She's going to South Carolina. Ooh, SEC. SEC country. Mm. Yep, South Carolina. And she's also the two-time Illinois Gatorade Player of the Year. So what you're saying is she's pretty decent. <laughs> yes, two-time. She, she's had an okay Two-time okay champs. And he yes, finishes off that 24-strikeout performance and no-hitter. I mean, that's, why, that's why she did the 12 innings, Travis. When you're pitching that good and you're at 12, you know, right. pitching that good, your coach just says, ah, you're not having another game. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Exactly. You've proved enough already. Go ahead. She did. Man. <laughs> so, South Carolina product mm-hmm. uh, there. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, baseball uh, this weekend as it was the Reds. They got the win yesterday, 4-3, to three, and that meant they won the series 2-1 to one, as the Cardinals were only able to uh, salvage that game on uh, on Friday. And so the Cards lose Saturday's game 8-4, to four, and it was a uh, 4-3 final yesterday and Ellie de la cruz good as advertised he jokingly uh, said that himself was the fastest man in the world and he proved it on one of those plays i can't remember if it was yesterday or if it was on uh, uh saturday yeah it was yesterday because he was racing uh wainwright to the bag mm. uh there he got a infield single hit it to goldschmidt and he still uh beat both what? of them there okay all right, that's a little more impressive saying he beat both of them there. Just beating Wainwright, I mean, let's be honest, Wainwright has never been the fastest pitcher out there. So, All right. But still, very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. So uh, uh, the speed was on a full display uh, there this weekend. It all started uh, in the first inning with India going a deep to a center field, and then, you know, Cardinals had a 2-1 to one lead. After that, picking up with some runs in the second inning. And then uh, the Reds tied it up there in the third. And then Arenado tripled in the bottom half of that third inning. And that had the Cardinals leading 3-2 to two and was for the longest time. But uh, in the sixth inning, it was um, uh, the Reds tying it up there. And then finally in the eighth inning, uh, they got to Hicks there and he takes the loss, his fourth one. He's one and four on the season, and Not uh, Cardinals Cardinals fall as you know. Where I did pitch better than what that line would indicate with the three earned runs and eight hits, only two strikeouts, but uh, pitched pretty decent in my book. But uh, didn't get, get factored, offense, yeah. didn't get factored into the decision uh, there, and couldn't really get anything going. Offensively, uh, there on 
uh, f- yesterday. Mm. So, uh, drop the weekend. Yep. Did Cardinals. So, uh, Saturday and Sunday it. is both L's. Yeah. You really hate to see it. As the uh, Reds jumped on them early on Saturday, um, five runs that uh, Michaelis gave up early on. It's five to nothing after two or three innings there. Yeah, so. He has not. He he's been so hot and cold this year. Right. Yeah. Next time he looked uh, decent. But most of the Cardinals pitching staff has looked hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the consistency that we're trying to search yeah. for yep. uh, there. And uh, Jordan Walker's home run was impressive on a Friday in the 7-4 uh, win, and Montgomery only picks up his third win of the season on Friday. So that was good. That's good. Not so much. Started out so good, so much promise. and Not so much on the weekend. Ended up so bad. Yeah, so uh, the uh, Cardinals will be right back at it as uh, they got the game uh, tonight there against uh, San Francisco uh, coming to St. Louis as it's Libertor on the mound for the Cards against Logan Webb for the uh, Giants in that game of 550 for a pregame show start here on Ninety-eight-nine. Well, and that Giants team, Travis, is going to have a well-rested pitch staff after yesterday. Yeah. yeah. As, let's see here, scrolling down. Thirteen to two to three. Mm-hmm. The Giants got the one. Brandon Crawford pitched an inning. I was uh, going to say, was this the game that Crawford was pitching yep. in? I saw gave that. Gave up one hit, and one walk, but mm. that was it. Yeah. So, Gold Glove shortstop there ends mm-hmm. up getting the call on the mount. And San Francisco won 13-2-3. Wozniecki looked horrible. Hughes was horrible. Strada was horrible. Assad was horrible. Everyone on our pitching staff was awful. Horrible. Horrible. Hmm. It it, it just wasn't a good day, Travis. Not a good day, but, you know, on Saturday was good. Kyle Hendricks. Saturday was great. Kyle Hendricks looked like he was back. And why you pull him, I don't know. But... Only give up one hit. Yep. So Kyle Hendricks pulling pulling back the the time. Yep. Eight time, innings. Got in his time machine and yeah. decided to have a good game. So, again, I don't know why you, 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 you pulled him. You know, the no-hitter ended with two outs in the eighth. Let him go the complete game. He was only at 90-some pitches. Let him go the complete game. Hmm. You're up by four already. It's not like it was a one nothing game, and I could I could see let him finish what he started. He only threw ninety four pitches, Travis. Yeah, I was gonna ask where was the pitch count at? Ninety four. Yeah, that wasn't terrible. I mean, I know a lot of people were, were saying, "Oh, but it's only a back. You don't want to push him too much or anything like that." But mm-hmm. when a guy is pitching that well, and again, that's the thing about Kyle Hendricks, Travis gave up one hit mm-hmm. through eight innings. Only three Ks. It's not like he overpowered the Giants. No. He just trusts his defense to do what they need to do behind him, and they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Strowman also pitched a decent game on a Friday uh, as well, but all that good stuff on Friday and Saturday wasn't there on Sunday. I, I was hoping that we could get this entire segment without bringing up Strowman's name. Why? Oh, did you not hear what he said over the weekend? No. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be talking more in the podcast, Travis, because mm. I have a serious bone to pick again with the Cubs organization. Mm. Ah, I must have missed that. Uh huh. Slipped we, through the cracks. We we will 
Trust me, that'll be starting off the podcast because I could go for another ten minutes right say, now. It sounds like we could. Uh, we should have led the show off with it. I, I, I was I, uh, angry, Eric uh, is very angry, very, very angry, <laughs> and it just shows the stupidity again of the Chicago Stubs Cubs. But we'll get into that in the podcast. All right, yeah, save it for the pod, my friend. Save the breath for the pod. I don't have enough time here. On the show, uh, the Diamondbacks, they uh, swept the uh, Tigers. They won on yesterday 7-5, to five, so Diamondbacks won five in a row, while Detroit, going the opposite way, they've lost nine in a row there. The uh, Guardians, they uh, shut out the Astros 5 to nothing to win the uh, series. Shane Bieber goes seven strong innings for Cleveland. It was Baltimore. They got the win over the Royals 11-3, to and they complete the sweep of a KC there. Phillies won a 7-3 over the Dodgers, and that also captured the series win as well. The Nationals, they won a 6-2 over the Braves, and let's see, the Braves did end up winning the series there, and Nationals snapped their six-game losing streak. The Pirates, they went 2-1 to one over the uh, struggling Mets. And Andrew McCutcheon picked up his career hit number 2,000 there. And also, another great pitching performance mm-hmm. put in by Mitch Keller yep. uh, there as well, Bub. Uh, Kutch getting hit number 2,000 in a Pirate uniform. And we'll talk more about that, that in the pod as well. Mm-hmm. The Blue Jays won a 7-6 over the uh, Twins. Twins that did win the series, though. Um, so they avoided the sweep there. Tampa, they won a 7-2-3 over the Rangers, and they win the series as well, taking two of a three. First 10-game winner, Shane McClanahan for Tampa. Mm-hmm. Marlins win a 6-5 over the uh, White Sox, two-run double there with a late rally, gives the Marlins the win and wins the series as well. Brewers, what happened? You lost to the A's. You got swept by the A's. The A's won eight to six. That is not. I think they won like five in a row too. That is that that that's pitiful. Look out for Oakland. That's yeah. Look out for Oakland. Yeah, five game win streak. Seeing what doesn't have a home will do for you. Look at them go. (laughs) Look at them go. Uh, the Rockies, they win a 5-4 to four over the uh, Padres as that was a rain and delay. And uh, the Rockies ended up winning that one, but Padres did win the series. Uh, the Angels won a 9-4 to four over the uh, Mariners, and they win the series as well. And uh, the Red Sox get it done in extra innings in 10-3-2 over the Yankees. So uh, that allowed the Red Sox to win as well and win the series. So uh, let's take a look at the games going on today. Charlie Morton going for Atlanta is there in Detroit. He also got the Rockies and Red Sox, Angels, Rangers, Reds, Royals, uh, Zach Greinke against Luke Weaver, uh, Marlins, Mariners starting a series, Phillies in Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks, and Tampa taking on the A's tonight. As well, and like I mentioned, the Cardinals there against the Giants tonight. Webb versus Libertor uh, there. Cubs are off today. Is where is their next series? They're against the Pirates coming to town 
tomorrow. And the Subway Series gets underway tomorrow as well. Mets and Yankees. So, very good. And we're up against the clock, and we'll be back to close out the show with the top three from the uh, Sports Weekend coming up. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Cromwell Media Effingham is currently dealing with a low power issue due to our tower being hit by lightning. This is affecting WCRC at the moment. You can listen to your favorite Cromwell Media stations at FEMradio.com by downloading the free FEM Radio app or your smart speaker. Again, this is something we are aware of and are working as fast as we can to get it corrected. We apologize for any inconvenience and truly appreciate you being a loyal listener of Cromwell Media Effingham. Thank you. Hello, this is Kathy with Barlow Lock and Security. You've all heard the saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. That's why when choosing a company to install a security system, you need to do some homework. First, choose a company that gives you a complete estimate for the work, what is being installed, and how the system works. Next, choose a company that has been experienced to do the work in a professional and timely manner. When looking for honest customer care, call Barlow Lock and Security at 217-347-9630 or visit us at 1107 South Willow in Effingham. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Did you know one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, our professional parts people can help you find the right super start battery for your vehicle and budget. Don't wait. Get your battery tested for free today at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The Dell Technology Summer Sale Event is on with limited quantity deals on top tech. Save on select PCs powered by the latest Intel Core processors like Thin and Light XPS 13 laptops, Inspiron laptops, and 2-in-1s. Plus, get savings on select accessories, free shipping, and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. It's the perfect season to power your passions during Dell's Summer Sale Event. Save today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Offered to U.S. residents by WebBank, who determines qualifications and terms of credit. And now, where this is the furthest Effingham has gotten, and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Love we'll go first. Semis once. Travis. Third round, three times. Semis. Once. once. This year. The starting lineup. Like I said, by next week it'll no, be completely No, no, that's wrong. Well, I mean, okay, no it's not. It's Okay. Everyone gets $5. Jesus. Oh, that was so stupid. On 98.9 The Game. So stupid. 
thought this was a freaking trick question. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Only here on 98.9, we just say a smidge bit longer. Of course, that was a clip from a long ago of where, how far has that team gotten in football? I know where they've, how far they've gotten in uh, baseball. That would be fourth place there. So I can't get that one wrong this time. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's uh, close this out here. We don't have a lot of time. It's the top three from the sports weekend. And now, it's time for the top three. Top three uh, from the uh, Sports Weekend, and uh, that's where I'll start. That's FEMA and uh, Charleston capturing a fourth place in uh, baseball and uh, softball this weekend, closing out the local sports season. My uh, number three, we've already talked about it, and that is the gem that Kyle Hendricks threw on Saturday. It looked like Kyle Hendricks of old. And uh, it was it was definitely nice to see because him coming back from his injuries, you didn't know kind of where he was at. So uh, very cool. Uh, my number two uh, from the uh, sports weekend was uh, the radio broadcaster of the uh, Yankees. He just returned not too long ago after battling uh, bronchitis, but he was in the broadcast booth on a Saturday, and a foul ball came to the broadcast booth and hit him in the face as it kind of bounced off the front of the table in front of him and kind of bounced up and hit him and actually drew some blood. He drew Ooh. color, but he Got still he finished the game. Good. And Justin Turner, who hit the ball into the booth, uh, signed the ball for him, and he was also broadcasting on Sunday as well. So As he should have. It was, it was a funny just seeing the clip, and he's okay, but uh, he's like, I didn't know it was coming back that far. <laughs> so, hey, he finished the game. What a guy. Yeah. I wouldn't have. After taking a foul ball. I wouldn't have. Uh, my number two, Travis, is Andrew McCutcheon, as you mentioned, getting his 2,000 hit. Uh, big deal, yes. Do we make too big of a deal of it? Yes. And I'll tell you why on the podcast. Oh, we'll tell more. We'll explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, my uh, number one moment from the uh, sports weekend uh, was on a Sunday. Nah, it wasn't the 72-footer that Nick Taylor made to win the golf tournament. It was what happened after he won the uh, golf tournament. Adam Hadwin. He just wanted to celebrate with his guy, but security taking their jobs way too seriously and tackles him thinking that he was just a fan. Nope, he's actually a pro golfer. And it's just funny to seeing all the angles that this security guy locked in and tackled him to the ground. History made with that win, Travis. No one had ever been 120th in any event and gotten the win. He was tied for 120th after the first day and had come back and get the win. Yeah, it was about the security guard tackling the guy. My number one, Travis, uh, was Indiana State's baseball season coming to an end in TCU, but the crowd turned up there in TCU. The most ever for baseball games at TCU came to see Indiana and hmm. TCU play this weekend. And yeah. one of those games got moved. Saturday night's game got moved because of storms. So I had to move it back. So it was like, like 9 o'clock Eastern start or Central start time. So wow. it was it was late and Indiana season came to an end and and you know they raised a lot of money for the Special Olympics in Terre Haute as well. So uh, I know the first night I think they raised eleven hundred dollars. So wow, great, great all yeah. around. I'm you know sad Indiana season came to an end, but 
they went out in style. Right, I did, yeah. So uh, very awesome to hear about uh, that. So uh, we got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, pod, more about baseball with uh, Stroman, yep. McCutcheon, yep. and uh, recap NASCAR and recap NASCAR Pick'em as well and i feel like i'm missing something stanley cup finals as well coming up in the uh, pod but coming up next here on espn radio is uh, fitz and harry enjoy thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game <laughs> Welcome back in to uh, the podcast of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. And we still got more stuff to uh, talk about with the baseball. Marcus Stroman's comments that I don't know about. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon's 2000 hit. And also we got some uh, Stanley Cup of finals to uh, talk about. That happened on Saturday. And also hit up on a NASCAR as well. And NASCAR pick them. Yep. So, NASCAR before we take a week off. Yeah, of course. we got to have Father's Day off. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. I guess so. Anything on uh, sports in there that you wanted to uh, hit up on before we get to the stuff at hand? Sure. Uh, the uh, Fever have dropped four of their last five games after they fell 85-82 to the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, the Fever now last in the Eastern Conference at 2-6. and six. They'll host the Mystics tomorrow night in Indy. Um, the Celtics have made a hiring for a longtime assistant. Um, according to ESPN, Boston is finalizing a deal to hire Charles Lee as its lead assistant coach. Lee has been an assistant for former coach uh, Boldenheiser for the uh, past nine seasons, including the past four with the Bucks. Their eight-year-old descend- ascended to Milwaukee's top assistant job, the departure of Devin Ham to the Lakers last year. Mm. Excuse me. Um... Let's see here. The Rockies are losing their right fielder for more than a month as Colorado placed Charlie Blackman on the 10-day injured lift after he was diagnosed with a fractured right hand. Blackman injured his hand on June 3rd against the Royals but continued to play through the injury. The Rockies did additional x-rays over the weekend and found the fracture. 36-year-old outfielder is expected to miss four to six weeks due to the injury. Travis, I did not know Charlie Blackman was still playing. Yeah. The bearded wonder. Why does he feel like he's been in the league for like 85 years? Yeah, just because that beard and long hair. And he plays you feel in Colorado, like so, I mean, I only get to see, like, two of his games. That's true. Year. Yeah, now they're not so great. Yeah. Uh, the top-ranked men's basketball player remaining in the transfer portal has decided where he will continue his playing career. ESPN reports that Creighton transfer Arthur Kaluma has committed to Kansas State. The six foot seven chose the Wildcats over SEC programs Alabama and Kentucky. He averaged 11.8 points and six rebounds per game while suiting up for the Blue Jays last season. He'll team up with North Texas transfer Tyler Perry and returning stars Cam Carter and Nyquan Tomlin to form a strong lineup for K-State next season. And no, it had nothing to do
do with NIL. Don't even ask that. Why else would you choose Kansas State over Alabama or Kentucky? Yeah. I added that part in. And finally, Novak Djokovic continues to make history after his victory at the French Open. Djokovic defeated the fourth seed at Casper Rudd in straight sets to capture his record 23rd Grand Slam title. The 36-year-old also became the first man to win at least three titles at each of the Grand Slams. And I think, Travis, uh, Novak Djokovic has a strong argument for the greatest of all time in tennis. Yeah. Because when he got his very first major in 2010, Mm-hmm. Federer, I think, had 17. Nadal had 9. After that, Nadal got 11. Federer got, I think, 5. And Djokovic got 22. Mm-hmm. So if we're saying that Federer and Nadal are some of the greatest players of all time, and he got 23 majors in the same time that they got 11 and 5, and there's a strong argument that he could be one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. Right. No one's won more Grand Slams than Novak Djokovic. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Roger Federer was my my favorite, though. Was your guy, right? Mm-hmm. Birthday brothers. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice. Yeah. That's your sports center. And that's your sports center. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's take a look at other things that we had to uh, hit up on. The uh, Stanley Cup of Finals from uh, Saturday as we have a 3-1 to lead in the NBA Finals. Well, we have 3-1 to lead now in the Stanley Cup of Finals as well as it was the Knights getting the win. They held on for the victory there as they won a 3-2 to over the uh, Panthers on uh, Saturday. As this looked like uh, Vegas had it in the bag there. Uh, they were up 3 to nothing, But then uh, Montour picked up a, a goal uh, towards the end of the uh, second period. And that made it 3-1. to one. And then uh, another goal uh, there by Brockov. As he scored that in the third period to make it a 3-2. to two. Furious comeback for the uh, Panthers had some good uh, chances there, but ultimately it couldn't cash in on them and a fall three to two, as it's a, a three to one uh, series lead. So one win away from raising the cup is Vegas, and uh, of course there was a little scuffle at the end of the uh, game with everything flying, sticks, gloves. Everybody getting into it. The goaltender, as they were trying to feverishly try to get that uh, puck in the net. And goalie Hill, he took uh, some shots on a couple of Panthers. And uh, I don't know what's what, if anything's going to come of that. But uh, Vegas holds on uh, there, 3-2. to two, And just kind of a, an odd way to end the game with everybody kind of fighting at the end. But Knights, 3-2 to lead, one more, and they get the cup. Mm-hmm. So series of shift will a game of five, and that will be on a Tuesday. As it'll be there in Vegas, be a party in uh, Vegas if they close out at home. I wonder if Fitz oh. is going. Oh, I'm sure he will be there. I'll have to listen you to talk the... about a party, Travis. We have never seen a party. Like a Vegas team that wins a championship. Yeah. I mean, the Aces Could won see last it on year, I know, but. Could see it come tomorrow. On. Come on. It's WNBA. 
Right. NHL's a little bigger. And if the Raiders were to ever win, oh my goodness, they would burn the town down. Yeah, that would be uh, quite the sight. Could you imagine in a year, Travis, if if the Aces won, the uh, the Knights win, if the Raiders somehow win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and then when uh, the A's join, they end up getting a win? Yeah, it would be a serious sports capital of the world mm-hmm. then. So. I mean, they got a lot of work to do on the A's. A lot of work. I mean, they just won five in a row, swept the Brewers. Yeah. The turning things around. leading Brewers, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So the comeback starts now. Again, the NL Central may be one of the worst divisions in baseball. Yeah, it is. If the AL Central wasn't so awful, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> there for a while. Uh, the Twins, I think, had the lead, and they were at 500. Yep. <laughs> Everybody else below that mark. So... There you go. We're pretty close, Travis. Yeah, I know. In the NL Central, uh, Pittsburgh is thirty-four and thirty, and they are a game up on the Brewers. Mm. Reds are four back. We are six and a half, and the Cardinals are eight. Mm. Time for a panic check, by the way, Travis. How's your panic doing this morning? Oh, it's. Starting, starting to get there. Starting to get there. Yeah. Starting to to have concerns. Starting to have real issues here. You're only seven out of the wild card. Yeah. And I know we talked about it last week, but more runners left in scoring position this series too. By the way, you are now one under on the run differential. Remember at one point ah, you were yeah. plus one last week. Now you're one under. Hmm. Is that eight to four mm-hmm. score on Saturday? Yep, the gym. Mm. Oh. If if you want to feel better, Travis, you're only four games behind the Mets. No, oh. that doesn't make me feel better. Well, you talk about money spent in the off season. I mean, the Mets beat you on that. So. They did. So we're both in the same spot. Yeah, yeah, and the <laughs> Padres are just a, a half a game above the Mets. So All right, they spend even more money. Yeah, so. Money can't buy you championships. Nope. Not today. Not today. Not in today's world. So, By the way, Oakland is just a game behind the Royals. Just mm. want to point that out. Oakland told may you. not be the worst team for long. Yeah, told you. Here they come. Money ball all over again. Yep, that's right. They're 5-5 five and five in their last they'll 10, make Travis. A, uh, Look out. They'll make a movie about this comeback. <laughs> I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first before, off to Vegas. first before we get to uh, Major League uh, Baseball, let's take a look at what happened in uh, college baseball uh, this weekend. Or I already mentioned uh, Indiana State's uh, season come to a close there, so TCU on to the uh, College World Series. Uh, we do have a couple of games going on uh, today, but mm-hmm. uh, Wake Forest all over Alabama. They won yesterday 22-5, to and they sweep that series. And so they advanced to uh, Omaha, started LSU as they won and swept the series against Kentucky 8-3 to yesterday. Uh, Virginia takes the rubber match, and uh, they win the series 2-1 to as they won yesterday 12-2. to and it was Oral Roberts advancing in uh, game three as well, 11-6 to six over Oregon. So Oral Roberts going to the uh, College World Series. They're playing series. hot right now, too. Yeah. I really want to face them. Uh, Florida, they swept South Carolina, and they won a 4-0 to a zero as Wake Forest and Florida were 1-2 in the country. So 
They'll be there in Omaha. And uh, we'll have to wait and see who the other uh, final two uh, teams to uh, join. Those teams that are already advanced. As a Southern Miss and a Tennessee, they actually were dealing with some weather as well as they actually had to play uh, games on Saturday and uh, Sunday. And uh, the game on Friday got rained out. Uh, Southern Miss won 5-3 to three on Saturday. And then uh, Tennessee came back on Sunday to even it up 8-4. to four, So uh, they'll be going at it today. And uh, that's going to be at 5 o'clock ESPN2 uh, there in the Hattiesburg Super Regional. And also a Texas and a Stanford is tied at one game apiece as well in the Stanford uh, Super Regional. Uh, there as they won. Stanford did on Saturday 8-3. to And then on a Friday, of course, Texas. Or, let's see. Um, let's see. On Saturday, yeah, Texas won 7-5 there. So, uh, two games. Rubber matches Southern Miss, Tennessee, and Texas and Stanford on ESPN tonight. He was going to the College World Series mm-hmm. in Omaha. He was punching their ticket. Last two tickets to be punched tonight. All right, so let's move on and let's get to some more Major League Baseball. As, let's see. All right, let's just start out with this one. Let's just start out with Marcus Stroman. All right, thank you. Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman, Travis. Make some comments. On Saturday, he tweeted. Um, apparently wants an extension. Yes. So he replied to a tweet that praised his performance. And he said, quote, my agent and I made multiple attempts to engage the Cubs, them, on an extension. Club wasn't interested in exploring it now. We'll see how it plays out. Love everything about the Chicago Cubs organization. So he then was quoted by the Chicago Tribune in an interview and a follow-up to this that I know how narratives get created in media from the top down once it starts to creep towards the trade deadline and how they try to make it sound like players are unsignable and don't want to be here. I want to be here more than anything, so I made that known. That's There's been no rebuttal from their side. Ideally, I want to be a Cub, but it's business at the end of the day, and that's how it has to be handled at times. Travis. Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman is having a great year this year. He is. Marcus Stroman is loved by the Cub fan base. Marcus Stroman is kind of looked at as a locker room leader. Right, because ever since he stepped foot in Chicago, he seems like he just likes being being here. Likes being here. Likes the atmosphere. Likes the fans. Fans like him. Performing well. Leader in the locker room. Cubs not engaging him on an extension at all. Does this sound familiar? Are we rinsing and repeating from last year? Is this Wilson Contreras giving this quote? Mm -hmm. It seems like it. What are we doing again? You have guys that want to play here for a sub-500 team. It's not like they're winning. Mm. You're playing below 500. He's having a great year. You should be talking to him. At least talk to him. Mm. Instead, it's like we're not engaged at all. They haven't even – we've tried to engage the Cubs. They don't want to talk to us. Now, the only thing I am seeing people seeing – because Stroman can opt out at the end of this year. Yeah. Which I think he will. If he continues to play like this, it makes no sense at all for him to come back to Chicago. Right. Especially if they don't give him a new deal. Especially if they're not even talking to him. Right. And with what he has done this year, he is definitely going to be more valuable in the free agent market. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, without a doubt. Yeah. And that's what a lot I've seen a lot of people saying is that 
The team is not going to engage until beginning of July, mid-July. Plus, we know the Cubs. An extension makes it hard for them to trade him. Oh, yeah. So, I think this has all the writings on the wall of... A trade. He'll probably be traded. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're going to lose him at the end of the season anyways and you don't plan on offering him a new deal or extending him, mm-hmm. then you might as well trade him and get something out of him, especially now, how well he's been doing. Now, again, he can opt out. He, he doesn't have to opt out. He could stay. He already has a contract for next year. Yeah. it's an, But he has an opt-out if he wants to. He wants an extension. But the Cubs have him signed through next year, but he can opt out. I've seen a lot of Cubs fans, Travis, who say, yes, they would like Marcus Stroman back because of how he's performed this year. Mm-hmm. But I've seen a lot of people saying, if Marcus Stroman walks, let him. Because that's 21 mil that comes off the books. We can go get Shohei. <laughs> yeah. I know that's a lot of And that dreams. is a scary position to be in. Mm-hmm. Because the realistic possibility is, you end up with neither. Right. And this rebuild that I feel you're already at least a good two years behind where you should be. Mm-hmm. Gets even further back. Right. Because when they traded everyone in the 2020 season, they said, 2020-2021 season, they said 2023 we're going to compete. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they had a crystal ball and knew the NL Central would stink in 2023. <laughs> Maybe. So, so being a 500 team may get you a playoff spot and may allow you to compete. Mm-hmm. But this team is not competing anytime soon. It's not contending. Seriously contending. No. So I expect them to either trade Stroman at the deadline for prospects. That'll take another three to four years to see if they're any good. We're still waiting on most of the prospects from the Baez trade. Most of the prospects from the... Rizzo trade, most of the prospects from the Schwarber deal. Like, I mean, Schwarber, we just let walk, which was a dumb decision. Um, No doubt. But, you know, (laughs) Chris Bryant, we're still waiting on those prospects. Like, the Rockies are still trying to wait on Chris Bryant. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if we can just get one guy who ends up being a major league level star, we'll win. So, (laughs) but again, you and you let Contreras walk for nothing, Mm -hmm. but a draft pick. That may or may not turn out to be anything. I am. I understand why Marcus Stroman came out and said this. Because from his point of view, he needs to put out that I want to be here. Because I genuinely think he does want to be here. I think so too. But I also think he realizes his value. He's 32. He realizes his value. And he needs to let the fan base know it's not because of me. It's not because I'm not wanting to be here and I'm not wanting to talk to them. They don't want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's become the narrative. Maybe it's not real. But that sounds like the same thing we've heard a lot of Cubs players recently say. Mm -hmm. I want to be here, but the organization won't talk to me about an extension. Or they won't give me a fair offer on an extension. Or they offered me something at the 11th hour to try and get me to stay. Right, and maybe it's kind of a low ball, low ball yeah. offer. Yeah, just to say like they it made was, an it was offer. Wilson. Yeah, this is the Cubs management team, and it stinks. Mm-hmm. And 
again, I mentioned it, and I, I hate going back to it. I hate I hate going back to it. But I feel like you have to go back to the trading of Rizzo, the trading of Bryant, and the trading of Bias. You took the heart and soul out of that team. And they still don't have it. Right. There is nothing in the front office right now. There is no heart in the front office. All is money. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it's so upsetting to see. Because at least until this year, Travis, you could say that the Cardinals were all about money too. As far as saving money. Saving, yeah. But it didn't affect the play on the field. Because you still were contending and still were competing. Mm-hmm. Now this year's different. And there's a value, number of reasons why. Definitely. But to me... This is another example of this Cubs front office not caring about the players. And bottom line is all that matters. And I've said it before and I've said it again. If that is where you begin and end is just what the bottom line is, sell the team. Sell it. Because you obviously don't care about the product on the field. No. And as we know, we I'll say this because we're on the podcast and we're not going over the air. I know that the Bears for season tickets mm-hmm. it's a twenty year wait. Yeah. And the Bears haven't been good in twenty years. Mm-hmm. And it's still a twenty year wait. So imagine what Cubs season tickets Right. What the wait is for those. Yeah. It's at least 15, if not 20 years. Yeah, I would say it's probably something similar. Those people are not going to cancel. Those people are not going to get out of line. Exactly, yeah, you waited this long. So, the Ricketts don't have to put a good team on the field. No. Because as we talked about, the Cubs are always in the top five of team evaluations on how much teams are worth because of the market they're in and they own their own network. Mm-hmm. And attendance. Right. And until those two things start being affected, there's no reason for them not to just keep doing what they're doing. And it's sickening. You expect this kind of thing from a Pittsburgh, which is a small market team who doesn't have a lot of funds to spread around everywhere. So they are very, very cautious and conscious of how they spend their money. We talked about the A's a little bit ago and Moneyball. And, and you know, we, we joked about that. But that's a team that was very conscious and aware of what they can spend and what they can't. And getting the best valued players for the money to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have a lot of money coming in. When you're a top five or top ten valued franchise in all of sports. Right. Not just in, in all of sports. You can't mm-hmm. tell me you don't have money to spend. Right. That is a um, flat no out lie. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And it sickens me. Right. As a fan. Yeah. Because all that matters to you is making money and getting more of it. Mm-hmm. Because you have good players who are playing well for your team that are wanting to stay, that the fan base likes, and go, he's a Cubs guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's the, you know, guys that want to be here. That's the thing that I 
don't get. But it's just upsetting. Yeah. Uh, currently, right now, here the numbers that I'm looking at in attendance. Uh, the Cubs are ranked tenth yeah. in all of baseball, averaging a uh, 32,588 fans. And talk about the doesn't matter what the product is on the field. The Cardinals are right there in third in average attendance. But if you remember, we looked at a list I think at the beginning of the year of the most expensive places to see a ball game, and the, Cubs, the Cubs are first. Mm-hmm. From the price of the beer, for the price of parking, for the price of the ticket, Cubs are always in the top three. Yeah. So you're putting a bad product on the field and you're overcharging people to see it. Mm. And that is wrong. Yeah. And that is, I have to, as a fan, draw a line somewhere. And if we find out that Marcus Stroman, what he's saying, which again, I have no reason to believe he's not saying the truth. Yeah, because he's saying the truth. Heard it before. Because we've heard it before. From other players. Travis, the fan base of the Cubs have to draw a line somewhere and be like, enough of this. Mm-hmm. Enough of this. You're not right. going to overcharge us and put crap on the field. Because mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. No offense to players like Tucker Barnhart or Jan Gomes or Trey Mancini or anything like that. They're all past their prime, and they're all playing on a one-year nothing contract. Mm-hmm. Or two years, still nothing. As far as value that it's spending the Cubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oakland only averaging 8675 for their attendance. And I feel bad for the people of Oakland. And I feel bad for the Oakland team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because those guys are trying their best. They may not be the best players, but again, that's because management did not set them up to be the best team. No. And that is where we, we talk about the term tanking. That is taking tanking too far. But in their case, Travis, and this is going to sound so weird, they're not taking tanking to get a draft pick. They're tanking to get out of a city. To leave the they're city. They're tanking or... to get out of a city. Yeah, a stadium at least. Jeez. Yeah. And so, mm. because we talked about how the city of Oakland said you're not getting a new stadium. So, they basically said, all right, we're going to put the worst product on the field for you. More or less, yeah. And we're either going to leave or you're going to get us a new stadium. Mm-hmm. Which it should be the opposite. You should want to put the best product on the field to have people or to knocking keep them. down doors to say, get these guys a new stadium because we want to go see these games. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. It's the complete opposite. Uh, Tampa, the fourth worst attendance in baseball. Well, that's kind of depressing. And we know with how good their record is this season. Well, that's that's Florida. Yeah, seventeen thousand, and Miami is the second worst. Uh, you brought it up 000. all the time. I do about Florida fan bases. So they do, yep. and yep. the numbers bear it out. Yep. Two of the four worst attendance in all of baseball is from the city of Florida. So that that was my my market, Marcus Stroman. And again, it's the same, same, same song. We've heard it. Yep, same song and dance we've heard before from and others. It's just upsetting because I feel just like with Wilson, just like with Rizzo, just like with Baez, these guys want to be here, mm-hmm. and management's telling them. Even John Lester, to a degree. Yeah. Definitely a locker room leader for yeah. sure, and definitely we saw what he did when he left. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be in Chicago as well. Yep, 
I mean, he still went back to Chicago for his charity events. And yeah. all these players who have left still have a lot of connection and ties to Chicago and charities and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. for goodness sakes, Chris Bryant has a dog named after Wrigley Field. Yeah. So does Bryce Harper. He never even played for the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how much they wanted to be a Cub. Mm-hmm. And you pushed them all away. Yep. For no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got what they wanted. A championship. The one thing they wanted. They got a title for one year, and that was it. And that was it. Yep. And Travis, uh, uh, I can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth, but they're going to come out of my mouth. I start to wish we didn't get it. Ooh. Yeah, don't say that. Don't don't wish you never won a championship. Nah. But the pain from after. It's okay. It happens sometimes. Be glad that you got it. Because you hadn't won in over 100 years. 100 plus years. I know. But don't you think that if that team would have made it to the NLCS and gotten eliminated again, like the year before, Mm -hmm. like the year after, they would have kept trying. I think they would have. Until the pandemic hit. I think pandemic threw everything kind of in a in, in a lurch. Yeah. But until that point, they would have kept spending money and kept putting a good product on the field. They would have yeah. tied up extensions. Maybe. And they would have kept those players around. Probably. It, w- it wouldn't have been all about saving money. Because you can literally look back and go, won a championship, boom, checkbook is closed. Mm-hmm. No more. Yep. Now again, maybe they prove me wrong and they go out and get Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be forgiven. No, I still will not be forgiven. <laughs> because again, as great of a player as he is, as we've seen with the Angels, him and the second best player in all of baseball, Mike Trout, can't lead that team to a playoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bringing in just one of those players is not going to get you a playoff run. Yeah. It's true. Sorry. I like Shohei Otani. I really do. I think he is absolutely incredible at what he does. He's not going to get you to the playoffs on his own. And if you think if Strowman were to leave. season, we'll see. If Strowman were to leave and figure Hendricks. Saturday with Hendricks was a blip. Oh, yeah. No, you can't. It's not consistent. No, you can't expect that every time. So what are you looking at for a rotation? Otani and four guys? Otani and Tyon. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Justin Drew Smiley. and Drew Smiley. And Drew Smiley and Wozneski, who we've brought up for a third time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. I yeah. look forward to it. Well, maybe you sign Otani, you can get somebody else cheap and... You don't have to rely on with Nicky. you be getting people cheap. That's the problem. Well, I mean, you're going to have to spend a lot of money on Shohei Otani. So, all this money that you've been saving. If I'm Shohei, why am I going to Chicago? I don't know. I don't know what his main motivation is. Money, winning championships, both. If it's both, go to the Yankees. Yeah. Go to the Padres and stay on the West Coast. Yeah. Padres can't afford to pay everybody. <laughs> Good gosh. There's no cap. 
Oh, man. There's no cap. however much the owner wants to spend. Yeah. My I goodness. mean, it's, you'll lose draft picks. Right. Out of the nine rounds we have. Right, or, or more. Or I more. don't know. I don't know how Depending many rounds. Depending on the year. It's tough for me to follow drafts, and it's tough for me to follow MLB drafts too. So, because it's irrelevant, because it takes these players four yeah. years at minimum to come up. Right. Yeah. It takes them a while to finally get around and materialize. So, there you go. Marcus Stroman wanting to stay, but no extension talks. So frustrated. So far. All right, so uh, what else did you have to say about uh, Andrew McCutcheon and his 2,000 hits? Oh, yeah, 2,000 hits for Andrew McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it has nothing to do with Andrew McCutcheon. I'm, I I have nothing against the guy other than he was a Pittsburgh Pirate when they were decent. So, um, And then he went to the Evil Empire. Other than that, it's more about 2,000 hits, Travis. Sure. Is it a big deal? And here's why. Andrew McCutcheon is the 290th player to get 2,000 hits. There are four players that are within, that have 1,800 or more hits through yesterday. One of those is Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt has 1,821 hits. He's got 71 in 2023. He could get 2,000 by the end of this year. Yeah. Freddie Freeman has 1,992 hits. He's going to get to 2,000 by the end of this year. Right. Jose Altuve has 1,951. He's, if he comes back healthy, is going to probably get close to 2,000 this year. Evan Longoria has 1,906. <laughs> mm, that one's a little off. I don't think he can get to 2,000 this year. But the point being, that would be four, minimum four players getting to 2,000 hits this year. That would bring us up to 294 players who've gotten to 2,000 hits. Right. Is that an exclusive club? Is that something that we should be touting as a huge deal? No, no. There's a lot of players that have done it clearly, but you know, you, in order to get to three thousand, you need to get to two thousand. I think three thousand should be the number. I'm fine with three thousand. I don't get touting two thousand hits. Right. I don't think that's a big deal. Well, I think one of the things for McCutcheon is he's been around since 2009, so you would have figured that he would have got it a long time ago, Mm -hmm. but due to uh, some injuries and, you know, he left Pittsburgh, and I don't know if he got traded in 2018, but he split some time uh, there, and, um, you know, he played 132, 130 games in 2018, but then only 25 uh, for the uh, Yankees, so I guess uh, he tra- got traded from the Giants to uh, the Yankees and only played 59 games in 2019. And I don't know; it just seemed like his production has dropped off since what that. Let's see, his home runs definitely uh, have. Well, I guess not really. Uh, that throws me off with the they split the Giants and Yankees. So eh, really, since 2019, he hasn't been the same. So I guess. My thinking is that you know, he should have got out a long time ago. 33 but. players, Travis, have gotten 3,000 hits. Mm-hmm. Of those 33, seven are not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Do you know the seven that are not? Uh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame. You are correct on that. You got one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Albert Pujols? 
Mm-hmm. Probably yet. will someday. Yeah, just not eligible. Adrian Beltre. Mm-hmm. Probably not eligible yet. Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Ichiro. Yep. Palmero. Ooh. I don't think so. Miguel Cabrera. Who's still going, by the way. Right. He has 23 hits this year. Mm-hmm. Still going. Ooh. But notice who I didn't mention? Mr. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds does not have 3,000 hits. He didn't have 3,000 hits. 2,935. Huh? Let me give you some... Uh, hmm. Going back to Travis, what I said about the 2,000 hits not being a big deal. Let's talk about the two thousand. some of the players who have 2,000 hits. <laughs> Sean Green has 2,000 hits. Yeah. Todd Zeal has 2,000 hits. Frank White has 2,000 plus hits. Jason Giambi. Not Jeremy. Jason Giambi. Has 2,000. Bobby Bonilla has 2,000 hits, Traps. Ah. Reggie Smith, Brandon Phillips, Raul Abanez, Mark Ruzalonic. Ah, nice. Ray Durham. Nice. Hal McRae. Alfonso Soriano has 2,000 hits, Traps. Nice. Paul O'Neill has 2,000 hits. Joe Maurer has 2,000 hits. Edgar Renteria has 2,000 hits. These are not guys you think of as offensive juggernauts. No. Aramis Ramirez has 2,000 hits. Mm-hmm. Marquise Grissom has 2,000 hits. Yeah. A lot of longevity. Larry Boa has 2,000 hits. Yadier has 2,000 hits. Mm-hmm. Maglio Ordonez has 2,000 hits. Ah, yes. Chili Davis has 2,000 hits. Chili Davis. Miguel Tejada. Kenny Lofton. Mark Grace. Mm-hmm. Bernie Williams. A lot of solid players. But would you call any of them the greatest hitters of all time? No. No. I don't know. It's going back to the talk that we talked about last week with... 2,000 strikeouts. Yeah. We got to move the number. Or 3,000 strikeouts. In this case, we got to move the number the other way. I mean, I don't don't think just because you have 2,000 hits means you're like a Hall of Famer. Automatically, it qualifies you for the Hall of Fame. But it just means you you had a solid career. I don't think it's a number that should be glorified. 1,000 hits, a lot of hits. It's a lot of hits. And all those players that you named or however many you said have 2,000 hits, what, 290? 290 290-something? 290 on the dot. McCutcheon's 290. Think of all the players that have played baseball that don't have 2,000 hits. There's a lot more out there. Well, that is true. I'll give you that. It's hard to hit a baseball. How long has Andrew McCutcheon been in the league? Since 09, you said? Uh, Yes, 09. Which would be uh, 14 years? That's averaging 142 hits a year. That is not even one a game. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if you go one for three in a baseball game, that's pretty good. But think of how many times... And I'm not saying anything against players. I'm, I'm talking about now, more so. In the past maybe three years. 
How many times do players go three for four? Two for five? Mm Mm-hmm. It happens a little bit. It happens more often than it used to. Yeah. Players going three for four in a game or four for five in a game. Yeah. I guess so. As we go along, especially as the rules are more catered towards offense, Mm -hmm. we're going to have more players join this list. Probably. That is why I think we need to adjust what is considered a benchmark, a Mm -hmm. milestone. It can be one, but it shouldn't be one of the two big ones. I mean, like, what benchmark, what are people saying about Andrew McCutcheon? Are they saying now he has 2,000 hits, he's a Hall of Famer? I don't know if they are or not. But the fact that it was all over SportsCenter, it was on ESPN's website. Oh, and then also he's doing it back with the Pirates, too. And it's a great story. And again, I'm not taking anything all away from Andrew McCutcheon. I have nothing against the guy. He seems like a good guy, which is very hard to find. But it, it it feels almost like, specifically with the way the rules are changing for baseball. And again, I'm not taking anything away from Andrew McCutcheon, any of the players on this list, or any of the players who may join this list this year. But the rules now are catered towards offense. It's catered towards guys getting hits. And now, now it's switched back with the banning of the shift and everything. Yeah. It's catered to guys to get hits. Pitch clocks, everything like that. Bigger bases. It's all for offense. Mm -hmm. So guys are going to get more hits. More likely. More than likely. So if in 10 years, Travis, this number of 290 (laughs) is at 850. I think it's going to grow. If it's at 600. If it's at 500. It's still, still a lot a lot more people play this game. So, I mean, I just think that 2,000 hits, you're just a solid baseball player. I don't really think any extra qualifications than that. just doesn't mean that you're Hall of Famer by automatically having 2,000. I'm just still trying to wrap my head around Barry Bonds not having 3,000 hits. Yep. Sorry, didn't mean it's to burst your bubble like damn that. Damn shame. We're we talking about him in a Hall of Famer now. He doesn't even have three thousand hits. There are four. There are five active players now who have two thousand hit straps. Bum. McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. Cabrera. Yep. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Nelson Cruz. And Elvis Andrews. <laughs> Elvis Andrews. Hmm. And I get what you're saying about having to play a long time. That is something that is definitely, it feels like harder to do because guys are playing less games this year in in this time frame. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if Joey Botto was still playing or not, but I guess he was hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt all he's year. He hasn't back. got a hit this year. Uh, coming back um, in his rehab starts. Mm-hmm. Stints. 
So do you think Travis Paul Goldschmidt will get three uh, two thousand hits? I would say so. Yeah, he's at eighteen twenty one. Yeah, I'd say well, he does. Eric Hosmer. No. Seventeen fifty three. No. Charlie Blackman. No. Manny Machado. Manny Machado has 1,644 hits. He's yes. He's 30 years old. Yes, he will. Nolan Arenado. 1,588. Yes, he will. Xander Bogarts. 1,468. Mm. Probably. Bryce Harper. Yes. 1,416. Mm. Mookie Betts. 1,371. That's yes. 700 hits he still has to get. Now, he's only 30, but he's been in the league for 10 years. I get what you're saying about it being tough to do. I'm not saying it's not tough to do. I'm not saying that guys shouldn't be congratulated for getting 2,000 hits. But I don't think it should be a benchmark of a great player. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I think it's better to be part of a list of 33 than 290. Well, you need That's to get all. you need to get to that two thousand before you get to three thousand. Like I said, right. In order to join that list of those thirty, some people that doesn't include Barry Bonds. That doesn't include Barry Bonds. You're still you're still baffled <laughs> by that, aren't you? As great a player as great a player as he is, yeah. All those home runs. Well, but he all is, those MVPs. He is the all time leader in walks, Travis. Yeah. Because people quit pitching to him. All these why? I mean, yeah. I guess that's a good point. It's a valid he point didn't of all the walks. He have as many plate appearances as the other guys. Yeah, I guess that's a valid point. He did get intentionally walked quite a bit, so. Hmm. But. All right. Hmm. Since you got me going down the rabbit hole, well, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole here. And let's see here. Baseball reference. Barry Bonds. Oh, and he has the biggest glaring zero of them all as well. Well, I take that back, Travis. He had 12,606 plate appearances. That is more plate appearances than Roberto Clemente, Wade Boggs, Lou Brock, Rod Carew, Ichiro, Miguel Cabrera. Barry Bonds had more plate appearances than Miguel Cabrera. Mm-hmm. My goodness. 2,558 walks, 688 intentional passes. Yeah, that's the most all time. <sighs> no one ever. 2004 at 39, he was intentionally walked 120 times. Yes. yes. Wow. That's nuts. But it doesn't have 3,000 hits, and nope. it doesn't have a ring. That is true. Because he played Bonds for the Pirates and 2,558 times. Second place, Ricky Henderson, 2,190 times. Mm. Babe Ruth was third, followed by Ted Williams and Joe Morgan. <laughs> An intentional walk list. Mm. Or walks in general. Right. Actively... Joey Votto, 36th all-time in walks. Miguel Cabrera's 57th all-time in walks. He's got 11 this year. (laughs) And in 69th, Travis, Carlos Santana. He's got 30 walks this year. 
Carlos Santana, nice. nice. Can he break Barry Bonds' record? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. He's got two twenty four hundred more to go. Hmm. And he's thirty seven. Yeah, not gonna get it done. No, I don't think so. All right. So uh, let's uh, move on from that. Yes. And uh, let's uh, do uh, some recapping. Yeah. Recap NASCAR. Yep. And recap NASCAR Pick'em. All right. NASCAR. Martin Truex Jr. got the win out at uh, Sonoma in a very, very boring race. Boring race. Two cautions. Remember, they don't throw cautions on the road courses for stage breaks. So. Apparently, that's what I was told. Yep. Two cautions. Not a whole lot of action going on. Once the cars got in front, they kind of just took off and no one could catch them. Martin Truex Jr. was the class of the field. He, he dominated the race. So it was was what it was. Pit strategy was yeah, nice. He had different of... guys kind of coming and going, do different tire strategies. But I, I I was not thoroughly impressed with the race. I wasn't thoroughly enjoyed, enjoyed it. So... Mm. Gotcha. But we did have, first, before we get to our pickums, we had the winner of our Denny Hamlin bracket tournament. Uh-huh. But you forgot that was going on because we I, didn't I, recap it for two weeks. I, I did. I yeah. did want to forget about it because my champion got uh, knocked out in the second week. Yes. Yeah. Well, both the both of ours did. So. <sighs> um, the final four, by the way, was Brad Keselowski versus Bubba Wallace and Alex Bowman versus William Byron. That was at Gateway. It was Keselowski finishing 28th at Gateway, and Bubba finished 30th. Keselowski <laughs> advanced to the championship, where he took on William Byron, who finished 8th against Bowman's 26th. So it was Keselowski versus William Byron yesterday, Travis. William Byron finished 14th. Keselowski finished 16th. So William Ooh, Byron close. gets the uh, the invisible title, I guess, because it's not real. So um, Close. I had Byron in my final four. So there's that, but that's good. Other than that, and we're not adding points to our pick'em, by the way, from this. So hmm. we'll just call it a wash. Speaking of uh, pick'em, Travis, you went with AJ Allmendinger. Yep. I went with Michael McDowell. Mm-hmm. Michael McDowell, last pit stop of the day, had a lug nut fall off. Took a slow time on their pit stop. He crawled his way back. He finished seventh, one spot behind AJ Allmendinger. Yeah. So Travis gets one. the win. Close one. Sixth place. Yep. Sixth place for AJ. So now Travis will get to pick first next week as we go to Nashville. There's no race this week. That's so, right. Yeah, kind of Seeking, annoying. Uh, uh, Father's Day off. I guess so. All three series. None of them are racing. Hmm. No trucks. No Xfinity. None of them. Hmm. It's really annoying. Just the entire weekend off yep. of racing. Yep. Spend time with your dad, I guess. I guess so. Uh, Watch some baseball or something. I, I, go to a short track, maybe. Maybe. That's maybe what I might have some stuff going on. So now it's 13 to 9, Travis. Mm-hmm. You're still within striking distance. Okay. Only four spots back. Yeah, so Remember, a win gets you five. Mm-hmm. So still still there within striking distance. Got a Nashville coming up in two weeks and yep. then uh, to start off July. The uh, Chicago Street Race. Yep. 
And we still have a crazy rest of the schedule to get to the playoffs. Like I said, Nashville, Chicago Street Course, which no one knows what to expect. Atlanta, which is nobody knows what to expect. New Hampshire, which is kind of like a short track, flat track. Um, kind of almost like the uh, um, North Wilkesboro for the All-Star Race, but it's bigger. Um, mm-hmm. Pocono, which is three turns. So <laughs> Richmond, which we know that was an awful race earlier this year there. But they're bringing a new package there, so it could be completely different. It's completely different. Michigan, it's the fastest track on the circuit. They're going to go 200 miles an hour into turn one. Who knows what happens there. Nice. Then you got the Indy Road Course, the Watkins Glen Road Course, and Daytona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot that could happen. Two road courses. Well, I guess three with the street three race. Three still but... to go, and Daytona and Atlanta, which races like a Daytona. There's five wild card races for the playoffs, getting ready for the playoffs. Nice. Where anyone could win. Last year it was uh, Austin Dillon won at Daytona with a battered, beaten-up car after everyone wrecked in the rain. <laughs> right. Like, you don't know what's going to happen in that race. Mm. So, and also uh, yesterday it uh, was the uh, last broadcast of uh, the season for Fox. Yep. As they'll hand things off to uh, NBC USA Network from yep. here on out. So, which I like NBC more. So do a lot of people. I think next year will be better for Fox because Kevin Harvick will be in the booth. That's which, what they were saying. Yeah, which will be a, a, a nice addition. Um, but yeah, it's just. There's just little things and production-wise that Fox just is not good at. Mm. And it seems like we miss a lot of action with Fox broadcasts. Right. So, yeah, I'll be glad to see NBC join the booth. I mean, you don't want want to go side-by-side in commercial and and with 10 laps to go? No, not really. I'd rather stay with the action for 10 laps. But, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I... And I, I enjoyed I, uh, Jamie McMurray. Jamie yesterday. McMurray's not bad. Jamie McMurray's not bad. I don't. I know a lot of people online can't stand Clint Boyer. He's hit or miss for me. He has moments where he's really entertaining, and then he has mm. moments where he sounds like he's the dumbest guy in the room. <laughs> and Mike Joy, I love Mike Joy, but I think he's been doing it too long. I think he needs to kind of phase out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the NBC broadcast team. You know, you got Steve Letarte in there, crew chief. You got uh, Rick Allen, who I think does a great job as the play-by-play guy. And I used to hate Rick Allen. So the fact that I have come around to him. And then you got Jeff Burton and Dale Earnhardt Jr. as your drivers. And it just, it all works so good together. Um, you know, Jr. gives that entertaining you know, bit uh, Jeff Burton is kind of, you know, the the more nuts and bolts guy, and Steve Letarte will tell you what a crew chief's thinking. Which you need that. You need to know oh, yeah. why did they make this change, or why did they do this, or why did they do that. And I, I think it's a good, it's a good mix. Mm-hmm. So I'll be excited to to see it mm. coming up in a couple weeks. Couple weeks. Yep. All right. So. They'll take over from here on out. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So I think we uh, ran through everything uh, that I uh, wanted to uh, get to. So uh, that will do it for today's uh, show. Thanks for sticking it out with us. And we'll be back tomorrow for you. 
talk about the uh, NBA Finals game. Could be talking about an NBA champion. We'll see. And until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.